Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 355 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think can be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to be talking about uh, retirement savings, and specifically, the change in retirement savings that has occurred due to COVID. Uh, and I don't just want to talk about COVID. I don't want this to be a COVID episode, uh, but I want this to be more about how we react uh, to negative events and how we react to emergencies in our lives uh, and specifically in our financial lives and what we should do uh, when emergencies come. Uh, but all this is just based on an article that's talking about uh, you know, the retirement savings rate uh, and COVID and how COVID had that type of impact. So stick around for a discussion of all that and more uh, in today's episode. Before we get started, though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube. YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to the show on a day-to-day basis. Now, if you know me, and you know this show, you know uh, that I preach the importance of investing for the future. And I preach the importance uh, of investing in retirement accounts and uh, saving for retirement over a long period of time. And I also make very clear that there is a time and a place for everything that you do financially, right? Uh, Just because you are, you know, in a place where you can save for retirement with the money that you have. Maybe that's not the most efficient use of your money. Maybe you should uh, take care of other foundational financial things uh, first, right? That's what I teach. It's what I preach. Uh, Or maybe you should begin investing based on where you're at, right? This all goes back to the financial action plan uh, and the specific steps I think you should take uh, to get to long-term financial freedom and steps that they're proven to work. They absolutely work, right? Um, But there are things that occur in our lives all the time uh, that can throw a wrench in things. And COVID threw a wrench in a lot of things. And I did uh, some COVID episodes, and uh, this is not specifically what this is about uh, today. But COVID is just the event uh, that was, you know, causing some impact uh, in, you know, this statistic of retirement savings that we're looking at, right? So there's this article out uh, in CNBC, and it says one in five Americans are saving less for retirement due to COVID. Okay, so they're putting it on COVID, but let's see uh, if this is um, what should actually be happening. So this is saying one in five are saving less. So I'm assuming uh, they're saying uh, of if all five individuals were already saving, uh, then one in five you know decreased the amount that they're saving. But let's see what they say. Okay, it says that the pandemic has taken a hefty toll on retirement security for many in the U.S. About 17% of Americans said that they're saving less for retirement due to COVID's impact on their finances, according to a recent survey by the Penny Hoarder. So 17%, not quite one in five, but pretty close. Uh, more like one in six. And yet, nearly as many, roughly 16%, said they're saving more money thanks to the forced decrease in spending. Uh, the survey polled more than 1,000 adults in October. Okay, so this was 
uh, a bit of a you know clickbait article. Why? Because uh, yeah, there may be you know. Seventeen uh, percent that are saving less, but there's sixteen percent that are saving more, right? So uh, a little bit of a balance there. But let's continue on, okay? One third of Americans who plan to retire uh, say that it will now happen later because of COVID, according to the study uh, from Age Wave and Edward Jones. Uh, while most savers recognize it is increasingly their responsibility to fund their retirement uh, rather than relying solely on a pension or social security. 43% worry about what will happen if Social Security runs dry, which I um, I think is a reasonable uh, worry, even though I don't know if it will completely run dry, but it may change in a very material way. Um, and a separate survey by a personal finance site, Magnify Money, uh, found that that was the case. Now, already the government has said that Social Security trust fund will run out if, of money sooner than expected due to the pandemic. Uh, an annual government report released in August estimated that this could happen in as little as 12 years. Uh, and so that less than rosy outlook threatens to shrink retirement payments uh, and increase health care costs for older Americans, which just amplifies uh, the need to save money for retirement and do so in a very aggressive way. Low interest rates, higher inflation and ongoing market volatility pose additional problems for retirement security. I don't think that's the case. I don't think they pose a problem for retirement security. Yeah, inflation can be a problem, but uh, if we're investing over a long period of time, uh, we are getting the benefits of inflation uh, by owning the stocks of the companies that are producing the inflation. However, uh, there are tricks for gradually increasing the amount you put away and a mix of assets that will offer some protection as well, um, including equities and then uh, some other types of securities like tips and commodities. Uh, but those aren't as big a deal, uh, especially in this world of investing in the way that we choose to uh, as just investing in equities or stocks is. Most experts recommend meeting with a financial advisor to sure up a long-term financial plan. Uh, and that's what I want for each one of you guys, right? Uh, so this is a very concise you know, little article. doesn't give us a whole lot in the way of empirical evidence, just uh, this survey that was done. Um, but I'm not super worried uh, about the impact that COVID has had uh, on retirement savings. I think that um, a lot of people who have struggled to save for retirement probably still struggle to save for retirement. Now, um, the people who would... Uh, say that they are investing less or saving less for retirement uh, are likely doing so either out of uh, an irrational thought process. Okay. So either uh, they think that there's more risk to it than there actually is. Okay. Or uh, they are doing so because they have lost a job or uh, something of the like, right? They, they've uh, had some type of negative externality occur in their life. But the fact that we're saying here that one in five are saving less because of COVID, I don't think that's probably the case, right? I think that um, some may blame the fact that they are saving less on COVID, but I don't think that 20% of retirement savers are saying, hey, COVID is holding me back. It might have held you back temporarily, but I don't think COVID is something that is actively holding anybody back, especially not at this point in the pandemic. Now, again, that's not to say it's not holding anyone back. I'm just saying uh, we talk about large numbers, probably not holding one in five retirement savers back. Okay. Now, this brings about a, a pretty uh, serious question, though. How do we uh, deal with emergencies uh, when it comes to our retirement savings? Okay. Because uh, COVID, it, yeah, it's been around now for two years, but 
Um, it's crazy to even say that, but it's been around now for two years. Um, and it, it was an emergency is an emergency is something that is occurring. Right. And that, uh, is not predictable. Okay. Um, and it has, and can have a very big impact on your financial life. So how do we deal with that? And specifically, how do we deal with that when it comes to saving for retirement? So if you guys know what my financial action plan looks like, um, you know, you know what I may say about this, but if you don't, I'm just going to recap it very shortly for you. That way uh, we can all be on the same page as we move forward in this episode. So the financial action plan, again, is just uh, a, a set of steps or a set of um, actions that you need to do to get to uh, long-term financial freedom um, based on my opinion, based on fact based on things that work well and are very efficient in helping you to build wealth and get to long-term financial freedom. So the first thing, and you do all these in order, right? The first thing is uh, create a unique monthly budget, right? Know where your money's going, track your expenses, all those types of things. The second thing uh, that I tell you to do is to have one month uh, of household expenses put into a savings account or money market account or something uh, to begin having some money set aside uh, if emergencies were to occur. The third thing is, uh, if you have an employer match that's offered to you in a retirement account, take the employer match because that is free money, right? And we want uh, to take advantage of uh, free money and go ahead and start working through uh, that investing process in our life without going overboard with the amount that we actually invest. Okay, so do that. Uh, then I want you to get out of all consumer debt. And the reason that we do that is to free up our cash flow, right? Uh, that way we can invest aggressively. We can uh, you know, buy a home and pay that home off. We can be very generous. All those things uh, get better when we are out of consumer debt. So get out of consumer debt. Then I say build up four to six months of household expenses uh, in an emergency fund, right? So just buff up what you already have begun uh, in the second part of the plan. In the sixth part, I tell you to invest at least 15% of your household income for your future, right? Uh, so this is where retirement savings would really be at the forefront. Yes, you may have started it when you were just getting the match, but now we're saying 15% of your income. This is aggressive investing. Okay. Uh, and that's where a lot of what we're going to talk about today is, um, you know, is housed, but I'm going to go ahead and finish the financial action plan for those of you all, uh, who do not know it. Uh, so then while you were doing that, uh, buy a house, if you don't already own one, right. Uh, and because home ownership is a big part of building wealth in the United States and has historically been so. Okay. Uh, so have a house, if you have, if you get a mortgage on the home, pay the mortgage off uh, early while you are working on uh, that six part where you are investing at least fifteen percent of your income. And then once we do that, right, we pay off the home. We're still investing aggressively. Then we can max everything out in the eighth part, right? Max out any type of investing that you have available to you. Uh, just invest absolutely as much as you can. And then in the ninth part, just give extremely generously, okay? Uh, which we should be doing at all times, but we can do very, very much so uh, when it comes to being out of debt, not having a, a house payment, having a nest egg that we're building up, all those types of things. We have a lot of free cash flow uh, in order to be extremely generous. Okay. So what does this have to do with Americans saving less in retirement due to COVID? Well, let's say that, you know, COVID caused you to lose a job. 
which for some people it absolutely did. And uh, for some people, maybe people who are choosing not uh, to get vaccinated or who can't get vaccinated and uh, maybe, you know, their work is uh, implementing some mandate or, you know, government's implementing some mandate, whatever, right? Uh, Then they are maybe losing their jobs now, okay? Uh, And so if you're losing your job or have lost your job or whatever, that can be a big setback for, uh, saving for retirement because if you don't have income, then uh, it's a problem. So, uh, what would be my suggestion to somebody who has uh, that type of emergency or has had that type of emergency? First and foremost, right, we need to find new work and we need to press pause uh, on wherever we're at just to make sure uh, that we can continue to live out our financial lives and our real lives, right? Our day-to-day lives uh, in a way that is as comfortable as possible. That's why I tell you guys to have an emergency fund saved up, right? Because if you don't and you lose a job, right, then how are you going to get money other than unemployment, right? Um, I want you to still be able to, you know, cover your bills. I want you to still be able to do things in your uh, financial life that are at least basic uh, to keep up uh, with, you know, the bills that you have and things like that, not have to fall behind, uh, just because you lost a job. But yes, get a new job as quickly as possible. If you don't have an emergency fund, this is going to be very, very difficult. You're going to have to uh, get a job quickly or uh, you know, have some unemployment for a while while you're trying to get a job. Um, but ultimately, the goal is get a new job as quickly as possible and then resume wherever you're at in the financial action plan. And if you are not yet to the point where you're investing aggressively for retirement, Uh, investing at least 15% of your income for your future, then this is not a problem, right? It shouldn't hold you back. It shouldn't make you save less for retirement, right? Um, But maybe you take a job that you, you know, make less money. Well, then you may save less for retirement. I I understand that, right? That may be just a natural progression uh, that occurs. But I'm just going to guess that 20% of Americans didn't have that situation occur, 20% of retirement savers didn't have that situation occur, all right? Uh, And you may also be in a place where you're like, hey, maybe I'm more worried about, uh, you know, things because of COVID, so I'm going to save less in retirement so I can have more liquid cash over here in case I do lose my job. Look, as long as you have some uh, general idea of whether or not you're company or uh, your place of business or whatever uh, is going to do anything that may cause you to lose your job, then there's no reason to worry. Okay, Don't have irrational fears about your money because it causes you to do irrational things like saving less for retirement. Right. Uh, so unless that's the case, just have your emergency fund, maybe have your emergency fund more fully funded uh, than just four months of household expenses, maybe have the full six months, right? Uh, and then continue to invest aggressively, continue to, and when I say aggressively, I'm not talking about the type of investments that you are actually buying, uh, which for some people that may be fine to be more aggressive in their investing. Uh, but I'm talking about the amount of money that you're putting away. 15% of your income is a fairly aggressive amount to be putting away for anyone, right? And I understand that. But if you're out of debt, you have an emergency fund built up, that should not be a problem, right? It should be something that is very, very doable for you and your family, okay? So, What's the underlying theme of what I'm talking about here, right? When it comes to COVID, and there are other situations with COVID. If you get sick and um, or out of work for some time or whatever, that may set you back in the short term, whatever it may be, right? Uh, the 
underlying tone of what I'm saying and the underlying message of what I'm saying uh, is that any emergency that you have uh, can be well taken care of by an emergency fund. Now, that's not to say that an emergency fund is going to be enough to cover everything every time, right? And it's not to say that an emergency fund is going to keep you from, um, you know, falling backwards in your financial life at some point, right? But what I'm saying is, is it can be an extremely useful buffer, right? It can be something that uh, at least allows you to have some leeway between uh, where you are and absolute tragedy, right? Because we don't want to just fall into absolute tragedy every time something negative happens. And I think that's a big problem uh, with us as Americans, right? Is we don't give ourselves any leeway. We don't give ourselves any safety net, right? We're just like, hey, I'm going all in. I'm going to just, you know, spend every dollar that I have. I'm going to try to save for retirement, all these types of things. And then when something negative happens, we look around like, you know, what that happened to me that no way that could happen to me, um, which is just irrational. Doesn't make sense, right? We should have some contingency plan for the future, uh, especially, especially given the fact that there is no contingency plan for us otherwise, right? Yeah. Unemployment, whatever, but un unemployment eventually runs out, right? Uh, and maybe unemployment isn't enough to, you know, and it's not going to be enough to make up for the income that you lost. And, you know, you may have very uh, substantial expenses that you have to cover, right? So all these things uh, just speak to uh, specifically uh, having your financial life set up in a proper way, right? Following something like the financial action plan and having a financial foundation set, because let's just say, right, let's say you are somebody who is putting money away for retirement. And I'm not saying that you're following my plan. I'm just saying, let's say you're anyone, right? You're putting money away for retirement. And let's say that some emergency hits your family. And let's say you have debt, right? So you have payments that you must make, right? You have some debt uh, and you have very little to none in savings. And you get this costly emergency, right? Well, what's going to happen? What's going to happen is your cash flow is going to be extremely strained because you still have to pay those who you owe your debts to, right? You have to make those payments and uh, you don't have that much money to be able to throw at whatever this is. You're going to have to come up with more money. So it might force you deeper into debt. Okay. So the reason that I tell you get out of debt, build up the emergency fund, and then uh, invest aggressively for retirement is because uh, it can create this buffer between you and tragedy. And then you can take care of the tragedies pretty simple, right? Or not even the tragedies, but just the emergencies very simply, and then get back to where you were at in the plan. It's very difficult to get back to where you're at when one, you don't know where you're at because you're not following any type of specific plan. Uh, but it's going to be difficult to get back to saving for retirement in the way that you want to when you know you are in debt, and you don't have an emergency fund and an emergency occurs, then that's going to make you stop investing. It's going to make you maybe go deeper into debt. It's definitely going to make you, uh, you know, struggle to pay those who, you know, you owe money to, and it's going to make you, um, you know, not have any residual savings left over. Right. Um, so I could see where you would save less for retirement. If an emergency occurred uh, in that way, I can understand why that is the case, but a lot of this is just on us. It's on us to build a financial foundation that is healthy, okay? Without the foundational things, without the being out of debt, without the budgeting properly, without tracking our expenses, without having an emergency fund, uh, then investing for retirement is useless, 
right? Because eventually what's going to happen? Emergencies are going to happen. Tragedy is going to happen. And we can't guess how much of that type of thing is going to occur. But what we can know is that in some way, shape, or form, it is going to occur. So we need to be prepared. We need to have some preparation uh, for those types of things happening in our lives. And if we can be generally prepared uh, and we can just follow a plan, a conservative financial plan, which is what I lay out for you uh, in the financial action plan, then we can be way better off and just get back to where we were at. And we don't have to be saving less for retirement. We can be saving the exact same amount once we get back to where we're at. Because what I tell you to do in the financial action plan uh, is if Let's just say if you are saving for retirement uh, and an emergency occurs and you deplete your savings to take care of that emergency, I tell you, build back up that emergency savings and then get back to uh, the investing. But pause the investing to build back up uh, the previous steps. Don't try to do them at the same time because in doing so, uh, everything gets half-baked and you have the situation where, hey, we're saving less for retirement because uh, we don't have the proper savings and we're trying to do that at the same time as well, right? All I'm suggesting to you is that your financial life would be better off uh, and you'd be better able to deal with emergencies like COVID, like other big things that can happen in your life, like a family member getting cancer, like you getting cancer, like um, you know somebody passing away, like all these tragic things that can occur and nobody wants to talk about, right? But when they happen, everybody looks shocked that they happen. Look, I, I'm not saying you can't be shocked or surprised that something negative occurs, but I'm saying when it does, uh, you shouldn't look around and go, um, oh, I'm so surprised that negative things happen. You should know that negative things happen, right? And you should be financially prepared, at least in some way, shape, or form, that negative things can happen, okay? I'm not saying that you can bulletproof your life. Not saying that that's the case at all, right? Um, but what you can do is you can put up uh, some guardrails. You can uh, provide yourself with some safety, with some security uh, in order to make sure that things don't happen in such a negative way. So just think about it this way, right? Um, the president has uh, people around him. He has uh, secret service around him, okay? Does that keep somebody from, you know, doing something to the president? It doesn't keep that from happening, right? That can happen, uh, but what it does is it decreases the likelihood that one, that would happen. And then two, if it did happen, uh, that it would be um, as you know big a deal uh, as it would have if there was nobody there. And it's the same kind of idea uh, with your money, right? If you have an emergency fund, if you have um, you know no debt, if you have uh, money saved up for emergencies, then you're going to be in a place where if something negative does occur, it's not that you don't have to pay for it because you are going to have to pay for it, but it's just going to lighten the blow. It's going to make the blow a little easier uh, on you and your life, and you'll still be able to do all the things that you were able to do before. Now, something that I do want to speak to here is that you know, even though it says people are saving less in retirement after COVID or uh, due to COVID, right? which again, I think is... Um, a stretch to say that that's actually the case. I think that may be people, you know, blaming and not, um, you know, taking the responsibility for uh, where they should have their financial lives. But I think it's very interesting that, you know, you had 16% say that they were saving more money thanks to the decreased spending. Okay. Well, what about the other people, right? What about the people who are saving less? Did they not have decreases in spending? 
right? Or did they not have the same type of, you know, stimulus checks coming in or whatever as these other people? I think what this turns into really is you have people who uh, are doing responsible things with their money and a lot of people who aren't. And again, I'm not saying that everybody within uh, that one in five or that 17% that are saving less, I'm not saying they're all bad with money and I'm not saying that they're all doing bad things or have done bad things with their money because some of them, it can be very legitimate that it is because of COVID uh, that they are worse off or that they are saving less for retirement. But I would also guess that there are quite a few of them, again, that are blaming um, and that maybe they could have done more and chose not to. Maybe they could have invested and instead they consumed, but you had that roughly 16% that says, no, we're going to actually increase the amount that we invest because of uh, what has happened during COVID. Look, a lot of this goes back to who we are financially, right? And it, it goes back to who we are psychologically. Uh, because just think about this. If you're somebody who doesn't really plan, right? You're not a big planner, right? Maybe you're not a saver, you're a spender, which there's nothing wrong with that. You just have to balance that with uh, being a good financial manager, uh, right? So you can be naturally slanted toward uh, spending, but still be a good financial manager, okay? Because you know what has to be done, right? But let's say you're you're a spender. Right? Let's say you're you know very free-spirited person uh, with your money, um, and something negative occurs, right? Something that may knock you off your horse, uh, metaphorically, right? Um, it may be more difficult to just jump back on, right? Or let's say somebody's throwing you free money in the way of stimulus checks. It may be a lot easier, uh, to choose to just consume that money than it would be to pay off debt with it, or than it would be to, uh, invest that money or do something that may be a bit more prudent, right? Uh, I think a lot of this can be, um, touted as investor psychology and uh, the psychology of individuals with their money because people are going to choose to do different things because the forced decrease in spending happen- happened for most people uh, last year and into this year. And um, the fact that that's the case means that some people took advantage of it uh, and invested more because of that. Uh, and then some people just said, okay, that's more money that I can consume, but I'm still going to invest less because, oh yeah, COVID is what's gotten in the way. Look, I just don't think, especially at this point, that COVID can be that big um, of an excuse as to why you are not investing the way you should for the future. I don't think any emergency can be a huge uh, excuse unless you have something that's just absolutely debilitating and recurring um, or something that's going to be with you forever that's super costly, right? I think those things can be reasons. Uh, But ultimately, if anything is temporary, right, then we can get over it. Okay, and it may take time to get over it if the emergency is particularly bad. Uh, but if we're talking about COVID here, I, I think we can get to the other side, at least most of us. I think we can get to the other side when it comes to uh, retirement savings and get back to uh, where we were. Again, I believe that we all should be saving for our retirements. I believe that we all should be systematically putting money away. And I think that some people are more serious about that than others, right? Now, I think that some people are looking for any reason to say uh, that you know, we're saving less because of this thing that we can't control. Control what you can control. And what can you control? You can control whether or not you're in debt. You can control that by and large. Okay. You can control the uh, amount of money you set aside in an emergency fund. You can control that by and large, right? You can control your spending. You can control that by and large, right? Uh, You can control whether or not 
you actually put money into your retirement account uh, or uh, whether you consume that money. You can control those things. So control what you can control. And then if there are things outside of your control, which is what the emergency fund is for, right? You can throw the emergency fund at it uh, and you can do your best to take care of the things that need to be taken care of in the short term in order to get you back on your financial horse uh, and moving in the right direction. Again, I don't want any of this to sound insensitive and I don't want any of this to sound like I'm just, you know, pull you up by your bootstraps type person, right? But I understand uh, that there is uh, far less in the way of true victims financially uh, to COVID, right? Especially when it comes to retirement savings, people who are already saving for retirement, you're saying that you're in such a bad place financially that uh, you're still a victim and you're saving less because you're a victim to COVID. I, I'm just not buying it, uh, especially not 20% of Americans, uh, especially when there was another 16% that are doing more, right? They're doing better. I'm not buying it, right? And so I don't want this to sound insensitive to those of you who have really had to deal with some financial hardship because I know that that is real, right? Uh, I just also know um, that, you know, I, I know that people take surveys in a funny way, right? And they may answer questions in a way that uh, allowed these types of headlines to occur. But uh, I also know that underlying this headline is a lot of people in that four in five Americans that uh, are either saving the same or saving more. Uh, that they had financial hardship too, and yet they got to the other side of it, did the right things, had emergency funds set up, weren't in debt, all those types of things. All I have to say to you is build your financial foundation, do the right things at the beginning, and then when something negative is to occur, you will not be so just knocked off uh, your horse about it uh, that you know you won't be able to get back on in the exact same way later on once you've actually cleaned up the mess and done the things that you needed to do. You can control a lot more than you think you can, but the things that you can't, take them, let them happen, right? Uh, control what you can control, right? And really attack things financially on the other side. And if you need somebody to help walk you through that, uh, then I can help you do that. I'm no therapist, right? But I can help you with the financial parts and getting your money allocated in uh, the right places in times of emergency. So hopefully this helps you to make decisions in the face of adversity. And hopefully this helps you to know that um, you know there are people out there who are actually doing better post-COVID when it comes to their retirement savings. And you can be one of those people if you build a strong financial foundation and move in the right direction in the financial action plan. So thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. And that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day -day basis. So tune in Monday as I continue talking about personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.